Happy Friday, fantasy fans. We are one more week closer to official puck drop on the upcoming season, but we got a little bit more homework to do on last year's fantasy draft. We're wrapping up the fourth round. Brent Burns, Jake Gensel, Elias Pettersson, and a whole bunch of other fantasy studs that you want to keep your eye on. Let's get right to it. You're locked on fantasy hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for joining us for the Friday episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my esteemed co-host, Mr. Steele Roden. On this side of the mic, it is your boy, Big Flip Livingstone. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day, even throughout the summer. I hope y'all been feeling this summer content and we're going to continue to do what we've been doing, breaking down the 2022 fantasy hockey draft, a little bit of a rewind steal. We're finishing off that fourth round and now it's starting to get real serious because I think you and I have talked a lot about back end of the draft, middle rounds. Now we're really going to start looking at players that either should or shouldn't be in these top three, four rounds. Lots of spicy names to get to on today's show. We're going to keep it short and sweet, but I'm going to turn it right over to you because maybe of all the players on this list, not maybe, definitely the oldest. What are you doing next year with Brent Burns? Still a very valuable fantasy asset. Very valuable, and he's an excellent fantasy hockey team defenseman. I think any team, any GM out there that can land him as a fourth or even a third pair defenseman is very happy with their selection. Finished just outside the top 100 for fantasy points this past year. He was top 15 amongst the defensemen for fantasy points as well. So he still brings the value. He scores goals, has 18 this this past year. He records points, had 61 in 82 games. Loves to shoot the puck from the blue line. We know he likes doing that, and he brings a ton of value on the power play with that as well. I think where his fantasy value starts to fall off, especially now at 38, 39 years old, are those other peripheral stats, the blocks and the hits have fallen down significantly. And that's why his fantasy value isn't amongst the top 10 defensemen anymore in the league at this point in his, in the stage of his career. So, uh, you know, drafted 42nd overall in our fantasy hockey league, Mm -hmm. his ADP says 86.1, which I believe is way closer to the round where I believe Burns should fall to. I still think that uh, he'll, probably fall to the ninth or 10th round again still a ton of fantasy value but there's younger defensemen and more skilled defensemen out there and you know me with the time on ice number it's really indicative of where usually either you know a young player who's growing or a veteran player who's starting to fade a little bit and this is no Mm -hmm. disrespect to Brent Burns or his overall fantasy quality but you got to pay attention to it as a fantasy GM right last year down to I think it was 23 minutes in ice time per night when closer to his average, you know, the years before 25, 26, eating a ton of minutes. And honestly, at his age, of course, 23 minutes a night at 38 years old. And yeah, he is 38. I got you on that one, Steele. It's still a lot of minutes, but maybe just remember that a lot of his value was tied to his ability to just be on the ice all the time. (laughs) And we know how balanced the Carolina Hurricanes blue line is. They bring in Dmitry Orlov as well. He's going to eat some of those minutes, that's for sure. So just remember that when you're going out to draft Brent Burns, of course, he's still going to bring those shots and that fantasy uh, offensive fantasy value. But you mentioned it with the peripherals and be wary of those minutes going down because 
then also means his points go down. That's just how it goes, Heal. But at the end of the day, I'd still be happy to be taking Brent Burns as, like you said, my second or even last D-man, maybe even a bit higher depending on the format because offensive D-men are really hard to come by. Yeah, and maybe even halfway through the season, you're able to facilitate a trade to the GM that actually drafted him. I actually did that as well, I believe. I believe I acquired Andre Sveshnikov, who is also on this list as well, and Brent Burns right. in a different fantasy league. Uh, acquired those two and they really did help my fantasy hockey team for the remainder of the season i was struggling a bit in that one uh a guy though a player forward who is Mm. 10 years younger than brent burns jake gensel of the pittsburgh penguins falling in at 41st overall in our fantasy league uh and i love this player a lot i believe i drafted him uh in a different fantasy league as well He's a strong goal scorer, 36 goals, 73 points in 78 games. He's terrific on the power play. I think the fourth and fifth round is exactly where Jake Gensel should fall. Uh, Again, depending on what this team, the Pittsburgh Penguins, will shape out to be at the start of the season, it looks like Kyle Dubas has done a phenomenal job, or a pretty good job so far with his uh, first month, first month and a half with the Mm. Pittsburgh Penguins. He's made some crucial adjustments. He's re-signed a few guys as well. He's obviously got to work with the cap space, but right. Jake Gensel on the last year of his contract, $6 million. So he's looking to uh, cash in on a long-term deal and for as much money as possible. Is there a finite rule of thumb where a guy is on his contract year that he produces? Absolutely not. But with Jake Gensel, I'm willing to take the risk that this guy goes off this year to try and cement his payday. You can't hate that angle, Steele, especially when it's a guy who's got it done. And let's not forget how well he plays on Sidney Crosby's wing. That's where it comes down to with me. If Sidney Crosby does what he did last year, Jake Gensel is a very, very valuable fantasy asset. Mm -hmm. We've talked a lot about the Pittsburgh Penguins, so I'm going to leave that alone for a second. But at the end of the day, They were on the second half. You know, they were 16th in team scoring last year, 261 goals. Their offense isn't exactly a juggernaut. They can score. They bring in some moves. Lots of question marks with the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I think that might be leaving some GMs a little bit wary of taking Jake Gensel. I wouldn't be. He's proven that he can get it done regardless of who is there, but it ties to Sidney Crosby. I wouldn't even hate trying to get Sid and Gensel if you possibly could, because you know those nights that Pittsburgh goes off for a bunch of goals, they're going to be at the heart of it. Jake Gensel, definitely, definitely still very valuable offensively. And at the end of the day, Steele, if Tristan Jari can stay healthy, there's lots of ifs with this Pittsburgh Penguins team. Chris Letang can stay healthy. If some of these moves that come in and pan out, Too many ifs usually might not lead to a good thing in the standings, but it still might hold a whole ton of fantasy value. We're going to continue to talk about that with Elias Pettersson, Svechnikov, Ekblad, Stutz. I might have to revisit that side bet that Steele lost back in the offseason. We'll see how it goes, but we know how it goes with our friends from AG1. Today's episode is brought to you by AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. Steele and I drink it literally every day, multiple times a day. We gave AG1 a try mainly because we were done with all the 100 pills, supplements, routines, 
AG1 in the morning, at night, one scoop in water. That's all you need to support your all-around health. AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that delivers comprehensive nutrients to support you every single day. It replaces your multivitamin, your probiotic, all in one simple drinkable habit. It's a science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients that's raising the standard for quality in the supplement game. You've got to be checking out our friends from AG1 because if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplemental routine, you've got to be trying AG1 to get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go over to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. That's drinkag1 slash NHL network. you got to be checking it out today. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network where you can find your favorite team from all four major sports leagues, including the NCAA. It's your team every single day. And thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip Livingstone and your boy Steel Roden. Thank you so much. Make sure you hit that subscribe, hit the follow button. We appreciate all that love and support out there. Continuing, though, on the conversation of the 2022 draft rewind. We will get to Tim Stutzlai. We'll have to uh, eat the crow on that one. Mm -hmm. You won the side bet there. We'll get to that at the end of this episode. But another player that you were right about, Elias Pedersen, coming in at 40th overall in our Mm -hmm. fantasy hockey league. And I I got a lot to say on this as well, but I'll throw it over to you because this is also one of your boys who you were really (laughs) high on coming into the season. Hey, and look, what's even more impressive perhaps about his season last year is just all of the different situations. Yeah, drama on ice, off ice, Bo Horvat, Jimmy Rutherford's torture of a press conference, multiple trades, fans upset. And this guy just went out there and, you know, not maybe not quietly for Canucks fans and maybe not quietly in more dedicated hockey circles steel, mm-hmm. but quietly went out there and put up his best season of his career. One of the better seasons in the league. He was 18th in heart voting, 8th in Lady Bing, 7th in Selkie. He's now on the radar, I think, officially yeah. as a very serious and potent fantasy offensive threat. And we're sounding like some broken records here because we're talking about some guys that can put up points. But 102 points last year, steal 39 goals. And I'll hit you with this take because you know how high I am on this player. I actually think, and I know I just had his shot total up, 257 shots last year. Mm -hmm. I say shoot that biscuit more and see that goal total go even higher. Yeah, he's definitely a player to keep an eye on to reach that 50 goal mark for next season. Thank you. Uh, He was 11 away. He had 39 goals, like you said, this past year. But again, if he continues to shoot that puck like the rest of the players, like McDavid, like Mm. Matthews, like McKinnon, 50 is well in reach for Elias Pedersen. And you were right. Uh, The first thing after this season was all wrapped up. uh, And the first thing I have here on my notes is he's a first round draft pick. First round draft pick, no denying that whatsoever anymore. Debatably, debatably, even a top five draft pick at this point. It is debatable. Obviously, it's interchangeable with a few different guys in league specifics. But it is debatable if he's a top five draft pick after the season he just had. He just finished top five for fantasy points in majority of fantasy leagues. Like you said, 39 Mm -hmm. goals, 102 points in his fifth season in the NHL. Mm -hmm. incredible on the power play. But the thing I love now is that they're actually starting to utilize him on the penalty kill too. He had Mm -hmm. five shorthanded goals this past year. And like you said, seventh in voting for the Selkie trophy. So I think that's starting to showcase 
the improvement in the focus on his two-way game, becoming one of the better centermen in the league right now. His ADP was 53.5. Uh, so he was going even later than what he was taking mm-hmm. in our fantasy draft. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he is without a doubt a first-round draft pick in fantasy hockey leagues. I like how strongly you've come around on him. I don't know, without a doubt. Top 15, I'm loving it. It just depends on the format. I know I sound like a broken record like that. I just, it's hard to speak in these fine oots, fine nights, but I love this player. And also, he's starting to bring those peripherals, Steel. Yep. 74 hits, 89 block shots. You know, for a guy who brings that much finesse, I don't even hate 16 penalty minutes because if he does have one of those nights where it's two or four pims and a bunch of points, like it's those nights that you jump ahead or get back into the league. Um, So, you know, I love it. But at the end of the day, I also love the fact that he's going to play more alongside Andre Kuzmenko. Uh, And we've talked a little bit about Kuzmenko. He fits seamlessly into the NHL. Maybe we'll see a regression from him overall in points. I don't know. I haven't even thought about Kuzmenko. I just saw that they played so much and so well together. I love that combination. And say what you will about the Vancouver Canucks, and there are some things to say. I think they're still going to be fine scoring goals. I think the issue is obviously on the other end and keeping the puck out of their net. So this is really good things for a guy who also steal, and I'll leave it at this. He's just starting to scratch the surface. He's just starting to get really comfortable as an NHL star. He is just starting to scratch the surface. He went from 68 points the year prior that pretty much doubled it to 102 points. And I think we can expect the Vancouver Canucks to be better. I do expect Thatcher Demko to be more like himself, like we've seen in the past. I think he will be more focused and more mentally ready to start the season, unlike the year prior. Uh, Defensively, with the moves that... Vancouver has made so far. I think defensively they've gotten better as well. I believe Quinn Hughes is the only remaining defenseman from last season. Uh, they've pretty much clean house on the blue line and just re rebuilt that up uh, this this off season so far. Still a couple more moves to be made, but Vancouver Canucks will be interesting to see where their players fall in next year's fantasy draft. Andre Svechnikov though falling in at 39th overall in the fantasy hockey league. I like this player a lot. Very strong yeah. player. 23 years old, so still a lot of development left in his game, but he's great out there. I believe, and I think he will be, a consistent 30-goal scorer in the NHL, 70-point player in the NHL. And the Bangor League beauty starting to come out of him as well. 71 penalty minutes, 140 hits. Uh, He did only play 64 games this past year as well. He had 55 Mm -hmm. points, so uh, obviously the – the, the point total was down because of those missed miss games. I forget the injury he had, but I know it was pretty serious. I forget uh, as well. I forget the injury he had, but it was a very serious injury before, uh, you know, the, before the uh, playoffs started. So it took mm-hmm. him out of the playoffs, which uh, really hurt the Carolina Hurricanes in the second round. This might be a little bit of a stretch to say, but I'm going to okay. say it anyway. Okay. To me, Spechnikov is like the third Kachuk brother playing in the NHL. Like, I don't hate Matt- it. You have Matthew Kachuk, who's the top. He goes first round, no doubt. Brady Kachuk, who's second, and he he, he debatably goes first round, probably second round on average. And then Svechnikov is the third brother and goes fourth, fifth round. I think Mm. exactly in the fourth round, maybe not at the early stages, the later ones, but Svechnikov, fourth, even early fifth round, that's exactly where you should be placed. Uh, take into consideration the injury he just had. That's that's just it. Yeah. Uh, he, it was the. I think it's the first time in his career he had a, a very very serious injury. 
but when he's on the ice, he is a strong player to have on your fantasy team. And I think also it goes under the radar for some fantasy GMs out there that he does also bring those hits. Like that's a really, really impressive guy because sometimes when you see someone who we know can do it offensively, try and muck it up, try and mix it up, try and do the Kachuk thing because there's not many players who can balance that physicality and that edge with also while still being effective offensively. He's up there for me. So I'm glad that you brought the Kachuks. Now that I'm thinking of how many good players, I'm thinking even more so maybe Peterson or Pedersen is outside that top 10. But we're going to break all of that down for the upcoming draft. Don't you worry. But at the end of the day, Steele, I love these kinds of players that can bring it offensively and physically. And, you know, 23 goals, 32 assists last year in 64 games for Svechnikov. He was so critical to their success. I think we both saw that offensive punch and a little bit of that physicality, just not in the teeth of the attack of the Carolina Hurricanes. And I think that did end up really hurting them. I'm excited to see if he can come back from health. And lastly, that injury caveat is going to maybe back a few fantasy GMs off of him. And from everything that I've read and everything that people are reporting, he is going to be 100% healthy and good to go. Will there be some rust? Will there maybe be a slow start? I could maybe see it considering how he how much time he's missed on that NHL pace, but I'm not going to let him slide much farther than you mentioned fifth round. If he's still in out there in the fifth or sixth round, I'm grabbing him 100%. In a full season, we could potentially see over 200 hits. Uh, over he, he likes That's to shoot spicy. the puck as well, over 200 shots or maybe even over 250 shots uh, when he's healthy and ready to go. I wouldn't wait too long. You know, obviously he is 23 years old. He's still a very young guy, so he should be ready to go, like you said, fully healthy moving forward. We will get to Aaron Ekblad. This was my pick in the fourth round. Uh-oh, that did not pan out the way I hoped. Aaron Ekblad and your boy, Timmy Stutzla, mm-hmm. to finish up, wrap up this episode But thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure you hit that subscribe, hit the follow button. We appreciate all that love and all the support you show us on this podcast, Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning Eastern time is when all of our episodes drop. So thank you so much for tuning in with your boy Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden. Aaron Ekblad was my boy in the Mm. fourth round, though, 38th overall. Tough one. Um, and this is this is really where it hurt me in the fantasy hockey league. I still I still ended up making it work. I ended up doing you pretty did. well. Um, but his ADP his ADP was actually thirty seven point one. So I was exactly right on the money, pretty much True. on where to take him. The peripheral stats were there: eighty blocks, eighty hits, over two hundred shots. He had sixty eight penalty minutes. 21 power play points, but Mm -hmm. the overall aggressiveness offensively, like we've seen in the past and just being able to finish those opportunities was nowhere to be found this past year with the Florida Panthers had 38 points in 71 games compared to 57 points in 61 games the year prior. So for me, it was just one of those picks that didn't quite work out. I also think you were very right that I took him too early. <laughs> I think I could have probably waited uh, two or three more rounds, but it, yeah. it's just one of those picks that didn't work out. And it happens. And here we are airing out our dirty laundry for all of the internet to see steal. Our mistakes are being, you know, real uh, focused in on, but that's okay because not only is it going to help us learn, hopefully it's helping our listeners learn. And let's not forget, Aaron Eckblad was a first overall draft pick. You know, for yep. whatever reason, say what you will about the other picks that could have gone first overall. 
that brings a certain jazz to a player's name and his attention. And sometimes you have to separate those. Is he still bringing a ton of fantasy value? Is he still relevant? Of course. And D-men are really, really tough to fill. 57 points a year before and 61 games, like you mentioned. I think you reached a little bit. Unfortunately, also, he got hurt again. It didn't pan out. We could have been having a very different conversation if he even repeated his previous pace. Because, sure, maybe it would have been still slightly early. But if he put up 60 points in 82 games or even 50 points, I don't even think that's that bad of a move because all those other peripherals that you mentioned, what's interesting also is his opportunity with the Florida Panthers. They now have had some step out moments. Brandon Montour, we've talked about that at length. You know, Gustav Forsling, maybe another year. His minutes are going to start to go down. I think that's a fact. Is he still important? For sure. I would just again say, if your league is starting to go deep in that defenseman category, I'm grabbing Ekblad in like maybe the eighth maybe the ninth, it just all really depends, Steele, because in leagues where those banger categories count and it's a deeper league, Ekblad's value goes up because there's really not a ton of guys that bring everything to the game that he does. Injuries, though, huge, and his opportunity in Florida are going to make me wary here of this guy. That is the main concern with Aaron Ekblad. Those injuries have just followed him around every single season and that hurts the fantasy value that's always something you got to keep in the back of your mind number 37 though 37th overall on this list timmy stutzla your boy uh again another side bet that you were correct about i believe (laughs) um you were right about elias patterson you were right about timmy stutzla i'll let you take this one uh for now The projection was 80 points, and it was still bold headed into the season, you know, like 58 points in 79 games the year before. And I think you probably would have been in the majority of people taking the under 80 and a half points. So if he has an 80-point season, you still win your bet. It's been a while since you and I have talked about bets, but that's actually a pretty smart one. I would have been in the minority taking the over there, but it panned out. And I think now the whole fantasy realm is all over Tim Stutzla. There is going to be no mistaking the fact that he is now a bona fide 85, 90 point threat. I could see a hundred point steal if he stays healthy and that Ottawa Senators team is successful. It has a lot to do with him and it has a lot to do with that offensive unit. We're not going to go down that path because everyone who's watching hockey and listening to this show knows that the offense in Ottawa is elite. Tim Stutzel is a third overall draft pick, 39 goals last year, 51 assists, 54 penalty minutes, though, Steve. Yeah. This guy is starting to bring value, 114 hits. We know he likes to throw his body around. To me, he has catapulted himself into the top two rounds. Yep. Maybe latest third round, but I would say he shouldn't be going that late. I'm saying first two and a half rounds for sure. No later than the third round. If if we end up letting Timmy Stutzla as a group in the fantasy hockey community let him right. slide as to an ADP uh, mm. of what he's at right now, then we've done something wrong. He We're definitely slipping. deserves. We he definitely deserves to be going in the second round, early yep. third round at the latest. Uh, like you said, even the Banger League beauty now in him, fifty four penalty minutes, one hundred and fourteen mm-hmm. hits. I I can see the physicality. Twenty eight shots. He does it all. The, the physicality will just continue to grow in this player. He's great on the power play, has great touch, has great finish. Yes, I'm yes. there with you. Second round easily for me, for Timmy Stutzla for mm-hmm. the season he just had. We will continue the list like this, maybe get into the round three for start, uh, for next week on Monday's episode. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. 
Make sure you're tuning in Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning Eastern time is when you can find all of our content. Have a great day out there. Have a great weekend as well. Good luck with all your summer bets, and we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.